Welcome to the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast, where we talk to, for, and about the rise of soul-aligned entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Caitlin Anne-Marie, and I believe that we each have a purpose on this planet. When you turn your soul's purpose into a successful business, you become the change you wish to see in the world. If you're ready to activate your next level of entrepreneurship, then subscribe and tune in for tips, tricks, and high vibe conversations that will amplify your magic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast. Today, we have a super special episode for you all, and I'm so excited to share with you a dear friend of mine who is an expert in branding and business and so many other incredible things, Olamide Michelle, also known as the Boho Business Guide. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Such a wonderful welcome. I actually, you know, it's just so funny you say also known as the Boho Business Guide because I just I just love the sort of personification of how you can build your brand. And I've also started to learn, you know, a little bit about how important that actually is. But I'm gonna let you sort of introduce that because I know that was a fun little topic we were just talking about. But thank you for having me. I'm excited to be a guest on your beautiful podcast. Yeah, and it is such a treat for me. Michelle also has her own podcast, so I've been on hers a bit, and it's just, it's so beautiful because this is the first interview that we'll be doing for the Soul Purpose Driven Podcast, and we are diving into a bit about branding today. We're going to be talking about brand impact and longevity, and I think it's really important actually that we just dive in and you share a bit about you um, so that they know how incredible you are. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about yourself? Okay, awesome. Thank you once again. Um, my name is Alamide Michelle. I'm based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm actually a licensed attorney who went on a very unique path towards finding my real purpose, you know, and finding what my real calling was and really just finding joy because for me, that was the main focus was living a life where I didn't completely feel anxious all the time or disappointed or stressed or lost, really. And I discovered that I could do that by one, creating my own career, creating my own business. And although that still comes with its stressors and its own versions of you know fear and anxiety, it was definitely worth it for me. So then, you know, in addition to being a licensed attorney, I decided to explore what it would be like to help other people find their calling. What would that look like, whether that was a career strategist or an entrepreneurial coach? I didn't exactly understand what the different avenues were until I just started diving in and, you know, making mistakes and finding new paths to take. But ultimately, I became, you know, my own form of a business strategist who essentially mentors entrepreneurs and women looking to build lucrative personal brands. So that is essentially what I do. I do a little bit of trademark law and all of my legal services couple really nicely with essentially protecting brands and the coaching services are all about building brands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's so much to dive into with that. I'm sure for those of you who are listening, there are tons of questions that you've had about your own brand. Um, you know, and like how to protect it and how to grow it and how to sustain it. And so 
we really wanted to focus on the impact of a brand. And um, I think it's also pretty funny because we both have such a unique approach to our own brands. I always laugh with my clients because I'm like, I really don't have like the perfect brand. And I actually have no intention of having like a well manicured, you know, personality out there where it's like, I don't curse. I'm from New York. I'm going to curse. Um, I don't have like perfect pictures every single time. And I think you and I really resonate with this where it's like, we, we have our own brand and simultaneously it's authentic to who we are. It's not perfectly manicured. I don't want any of my clients to come here and think that I am a perfect goddess with a blowout and <laughs> constantly have makeup that never smudges and my nails are always manicured. That's not the intention behind what we're talking about today. And in fact, it's going to be a little bit more of a permission slip combined with um, a lot of what you've learned with supporting people with building their brands, especially as a licensed attorney. So I think, what do you think about just jumping into a little bit more about your story and how it brought you to being so passionate about helping people building their own brands? Yeah, I think what a good way to start by saying is that you use really great words by saying jumping into because that's essentially how I did all of this. I took a deep, a big leap of faith, you know, a nice little dive into the entrepreneur like path. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And a lot of people probably shouldn't, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's not for everybody to take the deep dive, the blind leap of faith, but Sometimes it's really just what you have to do. So the reason why I did it, you know, really ties back to my personal story. And I think when you really can look at who you are as an individual, as a boss babe, as an entrepreneur, however you want to identify yourself, I think that's when you'll understand what a brand actually is. So I think what's important for this conversation um, someone actually joined my Facebook group and was like, what is even a brand? And, you know, she kind of made a cute, funny comment and it made me laugh because you know, it is confusing. I think a lot of people just hear the word branding or brand and they think it means marketing, right? They think it means fun graphic design. And really the way I see it is it's like, how are you going to personify your service, your product or your offer? How are you going to infuse your personality, you know, your vibe, your energy to present a better product at the end of the day? So I love that, you know, you're not a super manicured brand because in a way that is your brand. Like your brand is maybe a little bit more flowy, but that's intentional. And therefore it's kind of manicured in that own, in its own way, you know? Um, and I appreciate that. And I think that's why, you know, people like us gravitate towards each other because we relate on that level. So for me, I'm like, you know, I've gone in a long way and completely haven't answered your question, but essentially, <laughs> Essentially, you know, I, I created, sorry, but these are all important things. So <laughs> what was the question again? Let me focus on that. So essentially my journey started with just not really liking my job. You know, it started simply with that and then understanding that there was something bigger and that there were ways for me to explore my creativity and really focus my energy on that. And I knew that whatever that was, it would work because I, I was destined focused for it to work. So I think your question was really like, how did I get started with all of this? And that's really where it started from. Hmm. Yeah. And you know, the big thing that stands out to me there, and 
also brings me back to some of my like first experiences in the coaching world was that one of my mentors at one point had said to me, your marketing is what people feel when you're in the room and your brand is what they say about you when you leave the room. Yes. I think that's like, so that's like spot on, you know, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's this level of intimacy as well is kind of what I'm getting, you know, this level of somebody really feeling that they know you and they're safe with you. That's right. That's a big part of what the brand is. Right. For sure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think it's really important to feel vulnerable a lot of my clients end up saying to me afterwards, like, you know, I was just really afraid to post. I was afraid to share stuff, afraid to talk to strangers. And it's like, but you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to own this business. And I tell people you have to just like, the only way you're going to succeed, the only way you're going to enjoy this process is letting go of that fear. And it's difficult, but once you start, it's going to become more comfortable and it's going to become more natural, but you have to share. That's what selling is like proper selling. It's sharing. Yeah. I, uh, inside of my programs, I call it micro dosing your medicine. (laughs) Let these, just let your audience micro dose that medicine so they can get a taste of it because that's really what builds the trust, right? No one's going to buy from you if they don't know, like, or trust you. If they don't know you, they don't know that they can work with you. And if they don't like you, why would they work with you? And if they don't trust you, they don't feel safe with you. Right, right. Definitely. And we're, we're stepping into this new age and, and you have you and I have spoken about this a bit about, you know, how a personal brand is actually developing. And I think before we dive in, cause we're going to, we're going to dive in today, <laughs> jumping in, diving in. Um, but before we do that, I would love for you to share, you know, a bit more about from your perspective as a legal attorney, because these are also a really, um, a really desirable piece of your offerings is that you do have that background and you do know how to actually legitimately protect a brand. Um, so maybe we can first start with why that's important. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, as you're referring to, I am an IP attorney specifically. So I focus on trademark, contract law and copyrights, pretty much anything that's going to protect the originality of your brand, the elements of your brand that are based on your ideas and your creative content. So as an online service-based entrepreneur or anyone in that space, you know, similarly bloggers and things like that, you know, We are constantly creating content that is being published on the internet. We are, you know, establishing ourselves as a certain brand name or we're utilizing certain terms and words that probably should be registered so that other people aren't, you know, making money off of our creativity. So that's essentially the the short form understanding of what IP law is and what all that entails. And it's important because not only is it important to help eliminate the copying. And I don't mean, you know, that you can't be inspired by other people or that we aren't all sort of utilizing a basic business framework. That's going to happen and it should happen. We should work together. We should, you know, improve on each other's offers. There's nothing wrong with that. But there are some elements of your brand that are truly unique to you and you 
are going to want to protect it so that you can be unique and not just like amongst several copies, right? Because you did all this work to stand out. Now, with that being said, there are also ways to monetize. So you may never need to, you know, send a cease and desist or a demand letter to someone who might be infringing on your mark and essentially creating a course that has the same course name as you, Caitlin, or something like that. You might actually be trying to monetize and create a bigger program or get into a university or work with major organizations so that you can really create a bigger impact on a bigger level. And once you have that trademark in place, once you have amazing contracts or licensing agreements, now you can enter into these types of partnerships. Now you can scale your business in a way because you can approach this other person, this other organization and say, I have a registered trademark. I have original copy that's actually been registered with the copyright office. I have all of these things. So I'm legitimate and you're giving them that element of trust once again, so that they feel more comfortable working with you and they know that they're not working with the copy and they're actually working with the original, right? Um, so not only is it important for standing out and protecting your originality, but it's also great for scaling and monetizing your ideas. Hmm. I think this is so important. Um, and actually, you know, I focus a lot with working with soulpreneurs and people in the spiritual community. And so one thing that comes about uh, with more of like the legal stuff is their fear of, you know, not being in alignment with the law of attraction or abundance consciousness and things like that. And I think it's really important. Um, you know, and I even learned this throughout my own journey of people really liking what I do and really wanting to copy it. <laughs> um, you know, it's like you said, there is this, um, this sort of like consciousness of creativity where like somebody could get a creative idea that's really similar to mine, but also there's the other piece of the lower self, their ego that wants to just copy and take it. And right. the value in protecting it, like you said, is that now people know if they're getting the carbon copy or like the watered down version that actually might not have perfected the methodology and might not be as effective versus the original. And this was one of the actual really challenging parts of that experience that hit home for me was my concern that those who were interested in bringing Ayurveda into their business actually had not enough experience with Ayurveda and then were helping people with you know, nutritional advice or lifestyle advice or business advice without actually perfecting a methodology. And so now the impact of that is it could be harmful. Right. No, that's really important to note. And I think it's interesting that, you know, being that you are focused on Ayurveda and being soul aligned and all of the goodness that comes from that, I think it's also important to recognize that instead of feeling reluctant, instead of feeling like, okay, this might not be aligned with the law of attraction, maybe changing that framework, that mindset to realize that you want to actually protect your originality because that is more aligned with attraction, right? Because if you wanted to obtain a painting by your famous famous artist, your favorite artist, whoever is this amazing creative, and you want that original work because you also believe in the energy that came from that individual, right? The love and the talent that came with each brush stroke and all of that, right? Imagine now if that person couldn't give you the original because everyone had just sold 
print copies, right? So the irony is that I think protecting your work and feeling no shame in like claiming ownership of your magic is actually quite soul aligned. So I know people shy away from the legal stuff as we mentioned, and it's pretty common across communities and different platforms, but it's so important and it shouldn't feel icky or like too corporate or stuffy. It's really just being a smart and strategic business person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes me back to that quote, work smarter, not harder. Because yeah. also the things that are in your contract are the, um, the specificity of what you do and do not do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, there are so many amazing, talented coaches who actually have mastered the methodology, as you mentioned, you know, you do want to make sure you're getting that original. So that's a good point you said, but the irony is you could be the master of your, you know, trade, your trade rather, sorry. And then you essentially don't explain it properly in your contract because you figured, oh, well, that's too formal. That's not really my style. And now your client misunderstood your offer. Now they are expecting more than they paid for. And now you're in a very tricky situation because you're a nice person. You didn't plan on suing people when you started your business, but had you protected yourself, protected your brand by having some clear guidelines, a really solid contract, you are more likely going to avoid those situations where clients don't pay or they demand things that they didn't pay for, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually in alignment with the highest good when you really put it into that perspective. Yeah. And as human beings, I think oftentimes why people shy away from the legality of things is because we're afraid of what we don't know and don't understand. Yeah, for sure. And it just feels, I guess, too overwhelming. I mean, we're all guilty of it, even fellow attorneys, right? It's like, even though you know, we still don't read contracts sometimes. So shame on all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Tisk, tisk. (laughs) Yeah. um, It's actually for those of you listening, Michelle had done a guest expert training inside of Soulline Business Academy. And I think this was like the big breakthrough for people was the acceptance of doing the legal things. And, you know, there's an energetic shift that happens with that too, because it's you owning your worth. It's you owning your medicine, AKA like your gifts and being very clear on what you do and do not do. Like, it makes a very big impact. You spoke a lot about um, DIYing your first couple of contracts just so you know you are also clear. And I think the impact of what happened after that uh, training inside the program was that the women in the space also were able to really hone in on what they do and energetically fully step into it and embody it. And by that embodying the CEO archetype rather than just the person who's got this side hustle. Exactly. Yeah, I think there's something really powerful about, you know, still continue to utilize the mindset and approach of being 
a, an Ayurvedic expert or someone who's infusing that, you know, energetic capacity of like, okay, I'm coming to this in a certain way. But then like you said, own it. Like that ownership becomes like your goddess power, right? Like it becomes like, okay, I'm not being stuffy. I'm not being too strict. I'm actually just truly being aligned. And I can't say that enough because I really admire that you utilize Ayurvedic Ayurveda as the foundation to your business. And there's a lot to learn from that because, you know, you don't want to be too extreme on any spectrum. It's all about like kind of bringing it all to the middle so that you're truly balanced. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Super important. And, uh, and that's where your truth is. That's where your true self lies is right there in the center. Right. Right. Definitely. So yeah, I know you have some fun things coming up and you know, when we speak about impact and protecting the brand, I definitely want to connect again with your girls in the, um, in your program, because I did talk about DIY projects. I do want to share a little tip for people that when you are doing your DIY stuff, make sure that you're really being clear and know that it's not going to be exactly the same as getting an attorney. So at the end of the day, I don't want to do anybody a disservice. So if you're listening to this, feel free to take your completed contract to an attorney. You can send it to me as well. You know, this is not a plug. And I definitely will look at it and say, okay, this needs work before actually like deciding that I'm going to take you on as a client and charge you. And that's typically the way most attorneys will work. You can say, you know, would you review something? That's going to be a little bit more affordable because I understand the intimidation of not only feeling like, oh, I don't understand the law, I don't understand how to protect a brand, but also it can be scary to think, is this going to be too expensive? Can I actually even afford this? So just keep that in mind that that little investment might protect you some massive liabilities later. And if you are going to DIY it, just get someone to make sure it's actually like in compliance with the basic laws of your state and jurisdiction. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Taking it and grounding it. <laughs> I started a conversation, we're in the ethers, we're talking about energetics, and you brought it right back into the grounding and um, completed that. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, so I think maybe let's just segue into like this other part of this conversation. So like I said before, you know, we've been collaborating for a bit here. Um, we have a an interesting connection, the universe brought us together um, in a beautiful way. Um, Michelle was on a retreat and one of my best friends was on the same retreat and they met talking about jewelry, right? You were shopping? Yes. yes. <laughs> it was actually a Peruvian artist who had handcrafted and ironically, this was not even intended. I know you guys cannot see me, but I am wearing the two rings that were um, actually purchase while I met Caitlin's best friend, Dawn. So what a crazy fun story. And, you know, we were just decked out in jewels and we talked about this on my episode too, but it's just so funny that just being so true to who you are will attract the right people who are going to cheer you on, support you, um, you know, partner with you, connect you with new friends. And I think she was just being so herself and very transparent she was telling me her whole like life story. And then I was like, I like this chick, you know? So that is the, the version of the story I kind of want to tell. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love that because even, you know, I had 
I had heard the story separately. My friend Dawn comes back from Peru and she was like, I need you to meet the boho business guy. She didn't even use your real name. She was just like, this is her brand. And this is, <laughs> this is the imprint you left. Like you, your authenticity, your truth, and just like you owning not only who you are, but your business, because at the end of the day, you are your business, your business, right. personal brand. Right. Exactly. Um, that was what I still remember to this day. And this is almost a year and a half ago now, I think. And yeah, actually, it was uh, it was my birthday trip, so it's actually coming up on exactly a year because it's October. I'm a Libra, so October sixteenth. In case anyone wants to, you know, send me a birthday present, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. <laughs> that was a joke. In case no one has that, um, but you yeah. want to send it <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> right, right. No pressure, but also <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. No. So I went to Peru as a birthday kind of trip for gift to myself. And that was a, probably towards the end of October. So that was when I met Dawn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like Dawn came back and she was just like, you two would be he's in a pod. So we've actually collaborated on like a few different things so far. And I think just um, we really connect because we do show up in our truth. And you know, I think this is a really important thing and it's also a really vulnerable thing. And the conversation that we had had, um, I guess this was the beginning of summer now. Um, we're recording this almost end of August. Whoa. And we had had this conversation in the beginning of the summer regarding like BLM and personal brands. And I think that a lot of things were stirred up. I mean, as they should and naturally, um, but in a lot of different areas. And we had had this conversation about, you know, personal brands and what you stand for and, and really how to stand for that. Um, yeah, I mean, that like can cover so many unique topics that are so important. And I think the best kind of takeaway from that is really that, you know, when something is happening in our society, our culture, whether it be Black Lives Matter and whether it be any other sort of awareness towards a different type of community or someone that doesn't look or sound like you or, you know, whatever the situation is, I think that's when we start to see lights being shed on the internet, right? Because, you know, people's true colors might be coming out. You might notice some negative things about individuals. You might notice some really positive things about people that you didn't know before. Or maybe you feel called out to recognize that, wow, I actually haven't been supporting fellow female entrepreneurs. I haven't been working with black lawyers and, you know, patroning from different organizations that are not in my community and look just like me, right? So there was a lot of good that can happen from something like, you know, a different type of, um, like, multiple levels of pandemic going on right now, but I'll get into that another day. <laughs> but um, I think the takeaway is like, okay, who do you want to be at the end of the day? 
And I think for us as entrepreneurial women who do care about these things, who do fight for equality and advocate for positive vibes in everything we do, right? Um, you start to wonder like, what should you post? How should you show up online? What's the right thing to say? You know, do I do something different as a black entrepreneur as rather than a white entrepreneur, you know, being that we are different in that way, you might have a different understanding or feeling or, you know, desire to show up on the internet a certain type of way. So I think our conversation was very, you know, it sparked a lot of thought and it's very enlightening to kind of reflect on. But I think the takeaway is really just being true to yourself because there's not going to be a right way to be a good person on the internet because it's the internet, right? It's tricky. It's constantly changing. But if you have the core values in place, if you have a good brand and a strong like understanding about who you are as a business owner, it's going to come through regularly, right? You're going to be working with a diverse group of individuals on a daily basis. You're going to be yourself every day on your stories, you know, and then if and when something happens, when you do have to speak up about COVID, when you do have to speak up about Black Lives Matter, about, you know, gay rights or any other community, now it's not like you're just now caring. You probably have always cared and you're audience will know that if that's something that matters to you. And if it matters and your platform isn't the time and place for you, then I kind of understand if you don't utilize it that way. You know, I can't really be in a place to judge or advise the perfect way, but I simply say just like, do you and be your best self. And, you know, if you feel like what you're doing is icky and probably not right, then you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think the big takeaway is also like, don't be afraid to course correct, right? Yeah. A lot of the conversation that we had, and this was rooted back into like branding and like the well-manicured brand was, don't be afraid to not be perfect, especially mm -hmm. in an imperfect situation, aka the entirety of 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no rule book. We're all just kind of like fumbling around, you know, even those of us who are doing well or have seen our business thriving through this crazy time. We're no, we're not perfect. You know what I mean? We're no expert at the end of the day. No one anticipated this being their 2020, you know? So like you said, that's, I mean, that's so important. It's like make mistakes. If you say the wrong thing, apologize. If you don't use the best marketing strategy, fix it. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, it was a really big reminder of how are you standing for what you really care to stand for, right? Business can be a really powerful vehicle. Yeah. You can drive it anywhere. <laughs> but where do you intentionally choose to take it? And what are your values? And that, that really should be in your brand, you know? Right. And it doesn't need to be like this huge billboard, but people can feel your values without you perfectly articulating them every single week. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's also important to highlight what you just said in connection to the concept that, you know, speaking up against racism shouldn't be a hashtag or a trend only type of thing. You know, you should be doing this thing on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. I think that's really why, you know, what you said is so true. It's like, it should be coming through in everything you do and not just like a trend, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what gives people, you know, resonance or dissonance. Right. Right. And impact. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm. Michelle, is there anything else that you would like to share? Um, are there any other spaces that you'd like to dive a little deep into before we close up today? Um, I don't think so. You know, I just want to thank you for inviting me onto your platform, onto your podcast. Congratulations on releasing your very own podcast. I know that is a, another way for you to expand your business, but also just, I'm so excited to be continuing to grow with you and to work with you and just like living out the concept that collaboration can be done even when you're in a similar space. And when you are a fellow female entrepreneur, you can find your own way while, you know, working with people that compliment you. And even if that is in the same lane, we can like ride side by side and still get to our destination. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Sisters over competition. Yes, definitely, always, yeah. Yeah, thank you for being on this ride with me. It's such a joy and a pleasure and um, truly an honor. I'm really grateful. Awesome. All right. Well, for those of you listening, I cannot recommend enough that you follow her on Instagram, The Boho Business Guide. Um, I'm going to put this all in the show notes naturally because it's easier to click than it is to just like gather from what we're saying. Um, nice. But if you're driving and stuff like that, just save it for later. You're going to want to follow her. Um, she posts incredibly educational, informative, fun, joyful things. I literally love following you. Thank and, you. Yeah. And then you have a Facebook group as well, right? What else do you have for them? Yeah. So follow me on Instagram at the Boho Business Guide. My Facebook page is also called the Boho Business Guide. I really focus on kind of tailoring that as, you know, we talked about earlier with brand impact and clarity and your brand vision. And the Boho Business Guide is like my product and my persona. Whereas I still have like a basic LLC that says OMI Consulting. I've sort of shifted away from that. I'm really focusing in on some consistent branding. So follow me there. And if you're interested in just like a free casual pop-up community, I do have a free group called the Boho Boss Cafe. Mm, yeah, and there's some great stuff in there as well. Thank oh. you. Yeah, thank you for joining and sharing your medicine, your magic, your, your energy that is so contagious. And for those of you listening, thank you for tuning in today. If you have some reflections that you'd like to share, feel free to DM us on Instagram. And we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please go ahead, like, subscribe, or share somewhere that soul purpose-driven people can find it. I believe that as soul-aligned leaders, we have the power to change the world, and we do this together. So I'm grateful to have you as a supporter, as a listener. And until next time, be well, soul family. Talk to you soon.